2: Vexed by technology? Not anymore. I'm David Yakir, and this is Yak About Tech. Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to Yak About Tech, your GPS guide to everyday technology and the impact it has on our daily lives. We are broadcasting today from the Planet Vero Studios, home of I Radio's waxy one oh seven point nine FM and thirteen seventy AM, where the fish and the sharks are always biting. All right. Um so how you doing, Wayne? I'm doing great. How are you, David? We're doing good. So you know, I got uh I got in the mail today and I find this really interesting. I got uh the ARP. Uh, not the ARP magazine, mm-hmm. but they put out sort of a, a, a newspaper also, I think, once a month. Uh, sorry about that. And um, I was just sort of glancing through it, and I thought this was so perfect for our community here. Um, and the uh, headline of this article, which is so fantastic, and a lot of people aren't going to believe this, so if you're listening out there. You know, we always believe that uh, technology and all the whiz kids—you know, or all these young twenty-somethings who are starting all these companies. Mm-hmm. So, I have a, I just thought sort I of wanted to give you a take on this and read you a, a paragraph or two here about the technology whiz kids over fifty.
3: Oh, interesting! Right? Yeah,
2: and it says—you know—here it says the news is filled with stories of 20-something hoodie-wearing Mark Zuckerberg uh, Zuckerberg wannabes. Mm -hmm. But in fact, a study conducted by Ewing Marion Kaufman Foundation found, listen to this, that twice as many tech entrepreneurs started their ventures in their 50s as did those in their 20s. Twice the amount of people in their 50s plus as opposed to 20 plus Right?
3: twice. Wow, right? that is and, interesting.
2: And what's more, over the last decade, the highest rate of entrepreneurial activity in general has been among those 55 to 64 years old, according to the Kaufman report.
3: And who says seniors don't use tech?
2: That's right. And in fact, you know, there was an, we talked about it on another show, I think, uh, that. You know, the biggest tech buy going on right now is in the senior population. Mm-hmm. You know, well, it could be because they're buying it, and they're buying it for the kids and their grandchildren because apparently the seniors are the only ones with money left. Yeah, So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so yeah. as the kids move in with uh, their kids back home, yep. uh, they get to. Anyway, this is a great article. If you can pick up the latest newspaper, uh, it's called Technology with Kids, and it actually gives some really great examples like David Lawrence, you know, he was an actor who needed help memorizing his lines on Broadway. So he developed an app that mm-hmm. works like a teleprompter for him, and it's a big seller now among people in the theater. So there's a lot of stories like that. All right, That's great.
3: Does it have anybody uh, in there invented anything that you know we might know about, like a large Not company great. of anything, or just just the small app type stuff?
2: It's sort of a uh, smaller. I mean, people who have solid businesses. It mm-hmm. seems. Uh, But none of the, you know, we're not talking the Facebooks or the Pinterests or, uh, all right, as we put that aside. Okay, everybody. So let's see where we are today. Um, Let's see. Oh, yes. Okay, two things. Uh, One is, this week was the big Apple event week. So I'm going to talk about that. Yep. But first, I'm going to start the show on a rant. (laughs)
3: Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to rant. All right.
2: Okay, so Wayne, uh, are you a binge watcher? Do you watch like episode after episode? Yep, Um,
3: yep, yeah, I finally, uh, yeah, we started about a year ago, and of course with Netflix and Amazon, there are ways to binge, and it's great. Okay, so here's what's going on. For those of you who are on Netflix, you know
2: Netflix is commercial-free, but if you binge watch off of any of the television network uh, apps or off of Hulu, uh, you'll find that they do insert commercials and usually just as many commercial breaks as the actual show while it played on television has, although they have a tendency to keep it instead of running four minutes be- you know, as a, as a group of commercials, they'll run two or three and do a minute or a minute and a half. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the other day, and I have to be careful here because we've got a couple of sponsors involved here in the local uh, marketing area here, so uh, I've been doing a lot of binge-watching. In fact, I purposely binge-watch. It's not necessarily to catch up to shows I've missed, but quite often I actually wait to the end of the season because I like to watch shows grouped together because you get more involved in the show than waiting you know, for appointment television week after week. Right. So I am watching, I just finished up, um, uh, a Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, Two years, in fact, mm-hmm. and the commercial breaks were there, and I had, so uh, l- l- let me put it in perspective, sometimes, depending on how late or if I can't sleep, I'll take the iPad to bed, and, you know, I'll read whatever I have to read, i finish up, up, up some business, and I'll take the iPad to bed, and I'll say, okay, now what am I watching? Okay, I'm watching uh, The Walking Dead, mm-hmm. and if I can't sleep, I'll watch two episodes. If I really can't sleep, I'll watch three episodes. And so each episode has about five breaks. Now, add this up in your mind. What happens if I told you that every single episode had, in the five breaks had three of the same spot in each break for three hours? Oh. Right, okay. so I don't want to really mention the, um, the insurance company <laughs> the insurance. out there, yeah. who I believe is the number one insurance company in uh, car <laughs> insurance company in, uh, in in the U.S. right now. Yeah. But here's sort of something I want to tell you guys. When we invented this thing back about 25 years ago, the idea was we were going to give sponsors an opportunity to really make a difference. When, when people started watching and binging, binging on television online. In other words, you had me for three hours. Mm-hmm. You could have created a story. You know who I am, mm-hmm. right? You know the demographic. You know everything about me because I'm online doing this, and you're giving me the same two minutes of television commercials. You're running on TV over and over mm-hmm. and over I was going so out of my mind Mm -hmm. that it just so happens I have that insurance. I did it again. I'm not used to the (laughs) mic pointing up as opposed to down. Okay, I'll I'll get to this. It's all right. Uh, So I was sitting there in the morning when I wake up, I'm canceling this insurance. I was so upset because— It was your insurance then? It was my insurance. Uh And here's the problem. If you're watching on television— Then you can walk away during the commercials, Mm -hmm. you know, or everybody has a DVR. You can fast forward. If you're doing it on an iPad, you don't have that capability. Mm -hmm. And you're in bed and you can't multitask until recently in the new operating systems that are coming out now. But you have to sit there with this thing right in front of your face. And I take out the headphones and I watch the same picture. And that means for two minutes, I'm five. Mm -hmm. That's uh, ten minutes. Twenty minutes. I saw thirty minutes of the same commercial Mm. in one evening, and now to make it worse, I watched all week. And those thirty minutes of commercials, I saw every single day this week. And
3: it's the same commercial. It's the same. They run three of them, and they run them back to back. Do other production or anything?
2: (laughs) That's right. So here's the warning to all you marketers out there. And I do want to tell you there is another local. That's running from a car company. And I think, uh, honestly, it was filmed uh, in these studios uh, that also runs back to back all the different car brands all night. Also, when you binge watch. Mm. So uh, I would recommend um, mixing it up a bit. Anyway, you have the opportunity to really talk to us. Uh, Binge-watching is the wave of the future. You, you, and, would,
3: you would think New York and Madison Avenue would figure this out by now yeah, because I, this isn't really that new. No,
2: it, and that's right. I think what is new is the amount of people that are binge-watching. Mm-hmm. I think that is yeah. new. Oh, yes. Um, but by now, you would have thought that, you know, if I was still in the New York agency yeah. uh, business, I'd be sitting there with my team going, you know, I got David Yeck here, right, for a whole week. Yeah, A whole week, I'm going to write him a story, and I could tell that story throughout the whole week that'll really get him, Mm -hmm. that'll really create a relationship between us. But by showing me the same commercial over and over again, and I'm sorry this is a big rant, but it's sort of, you know, it's really crazy when you're laying there in bed, and you can't go anyplace, you know, except to take out the headphones and put the thing down and, I guess, pick up my phone and, you know, start. You
3: You know, we used to have that same problem years ago in radio back in the 60s, 70s, and early 80s, when we'd get a large client that would say, I want to buy every break of the hour. That's right. So that means every 10 minutes their commercial was coming on and many, many radio station groups and owners finally had to limit it or get additional production or something so that we weren't, as they would say, blow off the listeners. That's right. And then we had no listenership. So here's TV doing it now blowing off the viewers with that
2: you know and, and back then you almost understand it because you know it was new radio uh, costs you mm-hmm. know, production costs were mm-hmm. really expensive yes you know so to make if they were buying out the hour mm-hmm. you know later they became much more clever when they bought out the hour they would only take two breaks during that hour and say the whole hour is brought to you by right you know that type of thing but running a commercial the same commercial every probably uh, there was production cost all right i'm going to talk a little about mm-hmm. apple so why don't we do the break now And we'll come back, and I'll talk about the Big Apple event. And we are back. I'm David Yak here, and you're listening to Yak About Tech. All right. So uh, Apple had their big fall event. And for those of you who listen to the show, you know, um, I am an Apple fanboy. And although we talk a lot about Android and other operating systems, uh, I'm especially fond of Apple, whether they do it right or wrong. And I criticize it often, but um, I am always there for their event. So in the uh, in the spring, uh, you remembered I talked about their big software event. This is a, a big get together with all their software engineers and all their developers, and they tell them what's happening in their operating systems and what they're going to be able to do and what they're going to be able to build in the future. And they tell them a lot from the software point of view, what they're about to do now. But for most people, um, the fall event that took place this week, uh, uh, this past week, um, is where they introduce their new products. And for those of us and those of you who like toys, it's a very exciting event. And you could actually now watch the event online, or in my case, I watch it on my Apple TV. So they had their big fall event, and they introduced new iPhones, bigger iPads, and serified Apple TV, and I'll explain what that is in a bit. So they hold this big media event to introduce their latest products, and they really do make quite a show. And this year's edition was no different. They introduced new iPhones, an outrageously improved Apple TV, and a giant iPad. So here's a little recap. The new phones, iPhones, they look just like last year's model, but everything inside has really changed, and even the build has changed. So they only look similar on the outside. Um, They come with what most people consider very important in in a phone. They come with a new uh, 12-megapixel eyesight camera that, Apple says, captures cleaner, crisper images compared to their 8-megapixel camera. They also have a new, and this is interesting, a pressure-sensitive 3D touch display, which supports new gestures for interacting with apps and data. For example, if you are actually, right now, for those of you who have touch phones, you know if you touch something, you know something opens or something closes, that type of thing. In this case, the pressure of your touch will dictate what it will do. So if you just tap it, it may glance at the message. If you push a little further, it'll give you the ability to return the answer to that message. Mm-hmm. So they're now building in touch-sensitive uh, uh, displays, and as the software builds to make use of it, you'll see more and more apps using it. Uh, they've also made the phone sturdier by building them from the same materials as the Apple Watch. So we can finally, and for those of you who remember, there was a big thing called Bendgate about mm-hmm. the Apple phones, so now the steel is much sturdier, um, and now with the it's called the iPhone 6s and the 6s Plus, and now the lineup will consist of uh, the 5s, which you can get for no money on contract now at uh, at your dealers, and they will have the six and the six Plus, the 6s and the 6s Plus. Now this is something they've just introduced. I've been trying to explain to everybody how the uh, phone companies are getting rid of subsidi- subsidizing the phones. What you're going to do with, a, with the phone companies from here on in is actually buy your plan and buy your phone separately. The phone company will let you pay it off, but they will be separate. It's not like two ninety nine dollars anymore, and then you have to mm-hmm. take a two-year contract. So Apple has stepped in and said, look, every year we introduce a new phone. If you would like a new phone every year, we will sell you a, a phone for $32 a month, and every year you give it back to us, we give you the new one, you mm-hmm. continue paying $32 a month.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, interesting for people, tech people like myself, that's actually great because we're constantly investing you know, a lot of money in getting the newest technology to be able to talk about it, to write about it, that type of thing, if we don't get it for free. Uh, but to be able to sit there and always know that you're on the latest technology for $32 a month, and it really works out the same as if you were going on contract or buying a, a phone for full price because these things cost about eight or $900, but you're constantly paying. Mm-hmm. you know. So uh, if you're one of those people that once you finish paying off the phone, you keep that phone for a long time, then it doesn't make
3: sense. So in essence, on this payment plan, do you give the phone back yes. then to get the, okay, so that's where they make make their money because I'm right. sure even those one-year-old models are still very valuable.
2: Yeah, because if you think about it, $32 times 12 gives you 320 yeah. Yeah, 380, 380. Yeah, and 380. the phones really cost eight or $900. Right. So um, it's a good deal for you. I, I particularly like
3: it, and I like the idea that I'd be doing it through Apple. You know, and, and a lot of software companies have done that over the last three, four, five years. Uh, Even Microsoft's getting into it also with Office and Adobe, of course, has gotten into that. uh, Where you can't buy the software anymore, you have to basically lease it. But you have the latest.
2: That's right. It's it's always updating to Mm -hmm. the latest. Yes.
3: All right. So second on our
2: list here is the iPad Pro. This is something, the next two items I really have been waiting for. Because for me, the game changes in different ways. The iPad Pro. So for a lot of years now, there's been speculation that Apple was, will finally come out with a, ver- a giant iPad. And mm-hmm. indeed, they did. They came out with a 12.9-inch tablet. Mm. That's the equivalent of a 13-inch computer. Mm-hmm. It's a giant tablet, right? and it packs a massive screen, very super high definition. And they're doing something they, that Steve Jobs swore they would never do. Mm. They're offering a stylus called the Apple uh, Pencil. Hmm. That's supposed to be the latest technology and they're offering a keyboard. Now, this is really interesting to me because I'm one of those people that actually goes back and forth between my iPad and my MacBook Air. And as the iPads have gotten more powerful, I'm finding that I can do most of my work, my everyday work on an iPad. To get an iPad this big allows me to get rid of my MacBook Air, which is my runaround uh, MacBook. And because I have the a six plus, which is a big phone, these two things, an iPad, an iPad Pro and my phone, would probably service 90% of all my computer needs. Uh, and also, the, the thing that really makes this work is that for the first time, the newest software that's coming with it will allow you to actually split the screen and do two different things at the same time, ergo, watching binge-watching and having them (laughs) run all those commercials. So now I have something else I can do while those commercials are running. So I have found yet another way to bypass uh, commercials and
3: advertising in an industry I helped create. Isn't isn't that interesting? (laughs) Selling to your clients and now (laughs) saying (laughs) bye-bye.
2: Bye-bye. All
3: right. So uh,
2: I think the iPad Pro is going to enter. About every year I do this big buy and sell. I sell off old technology. And I buy new technology. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people know Apple TV. It's a lot like Roku. It's a lot like well, it's different than Chromecast, uh, but it's uh, like Amazon's Fire TV. Mm-hmm. What it is is a bunch of apps, and you can watch uh, Netflix. You can watch Hulu. Uh, you can watch some of the sh- uh, television stations, and you just click it and you you watch their shows. Well, Apple introduced a a, a really powerful version of their um, Apple TV, and it comes with a faster processor for speedier performance, more storage for downloading movies, and support for game, right? It'll have its own app store, so people can now develop their own apps for TV. Uh, It'll come with Universal Search. Uh, with your favorite digital assistant. So you can tell Siri, show me some action movies or show me movies from this year or show me movies with this star. And you don't have to go into Netflix or Hulu or any of the apps. It'll cross all the apps and do it instantaneously. So it'll have universal search. You'll talk to Siri. And uh, it'll also give you a touchpad that you can swipe to get to different apps. And you could use it like a touchpad but it's also a motion controller. So if you're playing a game and you're swinging your remote, it'll play the game just the way the old Wii um, <laughs> system. Yeah. But the what, what everybody is saying right now is, of course, the, the fact that they've built an app store for it that'll let people do their apps, that people have already started developing um, uh, shopping apps, you know, that type of thing. But this you'll find interesting. Twitter is working to develop the periscope app think mm-hmm. about this now
1: mm-hmm.
2: for the apple tv mm-hmm. which means that you can become a star in everybody's home that you you know people mm-hmm. will turn on periscope if you can get people to follow you there you are an instant broadcaster mm-hmm. you know right onto people's televisions not onto their computers not onto their other phones but right on their tvs now mm-hmm. so that's a game changer there um and the last one, which is good because we're running a little out of time here, uh, is the Apple Watch. Now, the Apple Watch, I always found interesting. I do not own an Apple Watch. I, I, act, I do want one, but it was one of the first of the uh, Apple offerings that I said I needed to wait on this one because it was expensive. And I wasn't sure where they were going with it. Were they going to introduce a new generation right away, a year later? What were they going to do with this? Well, what they've done is updated the operating system so it has so much more capability that you can now uh, uh, develop apps just for the watch itself, whereas it's not only dependent on being hooked up to your phone. And they offered sort of a new look and feel. But interesting enough, they always said this was a luxury item. And the one thing they did is they introduced Hermes version of the watch. Hermes band to the watch Mm. and the Hermes face to the watch.
3: Oh.
2: And I got to tell you, what a beautiful piece of jewelry that is. I know we're coming to the end here, but again, I got to thank the best sponsors a guy could have. Um, You hear me talk about them every week. It's the New Vision Eye Center. Uh, you got to go see Dr. Minotti and his team. They're just the best. Uh, So anything going on with their eyes, people, you go to my doctors. It's Dr. Minotti, and it's the New Vision Eye Center. All right, we're out of here. And remember, we're Twitter, Yakabout Tech. We're Facebook, Yakabout Tech. It's Yakabout Tech at Gmail. You ask me a question, I answer it on the air. All right, everybody, you take care. See you later.